Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, February the 5th, 2013. This is episode number 136 of Purple Mafia. This show is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com was the voice you heard at the beginning of the introduction. He was kind enough to introduce me as Pella Dino Joey. That is me, your host, or Joey Wisen. Either way works. Thank you so very much for hopping on board once again today. Yep. <laughs> we got a great show for you once again. Dylan Richardson will be on board later on to review the Super Bowl and discuss the aftermaths of the Minnesota Vikings. No, just kidding. Of the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens, the world champion Baltimore Ravens, originally picked by yours truly back in August to win the Super Bowl over the Green Bay Packers. I thought that I had the 49ers going to the conference final, I believe, but eh, you know, that's just one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be good, but yeah, first and foremost, though, before we get to that, we got a lot of Viking stuff to talk about, of course. Yeah, we got a lot of positive news with Adrian Peterson winning not only the MVP, but also the Offensive Player of the Year. But of course, MVP, the most important of the two. Just amazing, amazing weekend for the Minnesota Vikings. Chris Carter also getting into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Finally, Chris Carter getting into the Hall of Fame. Got to like that. So yeah, lots of vi- positive Viking news. Now, if only we could have the ultimate positive news just once <laughs> and win a fi- finally win that championship. Well, there are multiple ways to interact with the show, of course, and yeah, we're going to get to your Facebook posts, your tweets, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, or at Purple Mafia Show on Twitter, like the Facebook page, follow the Twitter if you could, that would be oh so terrific. Also, another way to help, I mean, yeah, even if you don't want to interact, you can at least support the show by following and or liking both of those accounts, one or both of those accounts would be greatly appreciated. One other way to help the show, of course, is to rate us on iTunes. Hopefully a positive one. Get on there and, uh, yeah, give us a rating. We need rating. We need some ratings on there. The more the merrier. It is also terrific. And one other final way to help the show is to tell a friend. Yes, tell a friend or more. <laughs> or more than one. That would be terrific as well. But even even one is, is great too. So thank you, those of you that have been doing that over and over again. A guy that does that frequently... And calls the show frequently, posts frequently, a very, very familiar name to this show. He, well, he, uh, he joined in the ultimate, most direct way you can with, uh, interact with me on this show, and that's to call into the phone lines. His name is Sebastian Balls, by the way. 
<laughs> yep, uh, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Mention which show you're calling in for, which is Purple Mafia. And do your statement, comment, shout-out, question, name and town, all that good stuff. Name and town. There we go, I said it a little better. That would be great to hear from you. So, right now, let's just jump right into Sebastian Balls. It was a, uh, yeah, it's a it's a call that got split up into two into two because I guess the voicemail cuts off after three minutes. So it wound up about five, five and a half minutes, which is just fine with me. So here we go. You have the floor, Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joy Sebastian. All right. Yeah, so uh, AP and BP. My father and I were talking about how Peyton Manning would probably win it because he's so nationally well-known and so high-praised and... Now, when I found out that he was MVP via your post on Facebook, I got an instant uh, update to my phone. I was actually blown away, so I had to go on NFL Mobile, from Verizon, of course, little pitch there, and, you know, watch it. I was actually really blown away that he did win it and won Offensive Player of the Year award. I, I found the joke pretty funny when... It, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre were up there saying how, like, you know, you should have stayed retired. And Brett Favre's like, nah, some great quarterback should probably come back a few times over. And I thought that pretty funny because, uh, he did come back a few too many times, but, you know, one of those times kind of helped us get to the NFC Championship game. But, uh, to get to my point is I'm making a bold statement, and I hope that I can stand by this. Assuming the Vikings have a good draft and get at least one or two good players through free agency, bold prediction, we will win the Super Bowl next year. Let me repeat that. We will win the Super Bowl. If we have a decent draft, our players develop, of course, and we sign a few good players. Does that mean cornerback, wide receiver, or quarterback? I don't know. I really, at this point, don't care, just because we need help all around the board in some places. You know, besides, of course, defensive line or whatever. Linebacker, we could use a little help. You know, cornerbacks, we could use some help. Quarterback, obviously, we could use some help. And wide receiver, it's blatant. We need help. So, I don't know how we're going to improve those spots. What if we somehow, you know, some players break out, as you want to call it. Maybe a Stephen Burton or a Jarius Wright or a Greg Childs. You know, he could come back and be like, Whoa, look at that guy, you know, out of Arkansas. Because, of course, with his injury, we didn't get to see him at all. I would love, I would absolutely love to see Greg Childs and Jarius Wright be our top two wide receivers. And if that would happen, and of, and of course, Percy Harvin left us, you know, which is bound to probably happen just to the sheer fact if he doesn't want to be here. Or if he does, you know, Jarius Wright and Percy Harvin, two speedster wide receivers, 
or we pick somebody else up or have Greg Childs or somebody develop, of course we could be elite. Christian Potter could be elite if he learned, you know, to pass to decent wide receivers. That would be amazing. Do I see it being possible? I don't know. I have no idea. Do we need another quarterback? Yeah, somewhere along the lines. As many people have pointed out, we could use a veteran backup. And personally, I say, okay, who are we going to get rid of? I don't want to see Bethel Thompson go. I really, really, really would love to see Joe Webb leave. Because I promise you, he will not start another game in the NFL unless if an injury happens. Especially the way he played against Green Bay. Just putting that out there. I know, Joey, you said give him a chance. We gave him a chance. We obviously found out he isn't anything to brag about. You knew that. You even said that, but you said give him a chance. And, of course, he didn't throw a pass during the season. Many will argue. You don't need to throw a pass during the season to complete a pass. He couldn't complete a pass for the first half. What was it, negative two passing yards? That's worse than Christian Ponder. That's worse than me. I could go out there, first time ever, they could be showing me any type of look, i just send anybody out there to go a little slant route, and I'd hit him. He couldn't do that. He threw it at their feet. It was like Donovan McNabb out there. Mobile. Terrible at throwing. And, yeah, that's about it. Because I don't want to go any further than that. The point is, is we need a little bit of help. And if we get that help, we will win the Super Bowl. Thank you for letting me call in, Joey. And I'll be listening to all three of your shows, like usual. And I thank you for that call-in, Sebastian Balls. Always a lot to say. There was a was a great call-in, though. Lots of passion. So many things to get to. I don't know if I can get to all of them without making three different shows. No, well, basically, right? No. Uh, in the future, though, uh, let's keep a mandate for for every caller. Let's try to keep it to about three minutes. Let's just say this was about five, and that's perfectly fine for this show. It's it's okay because it's only one call, and it's the, that time of year. But probably for future call, uh, future shows, especially during the regular season, like may, maybe in the off season, actually, like longer calls are okay. We'll say. But during the regular season, let's try to keep it to three or less because there might be like three or four of them. And if there's like three or four or five-minute calls, that would be kind of crazy, <laughs> I think. I think that would be kind of crazy. That would be like a three-hour show, and I don't think people want a three-hour podcast. So just saying because there's a lot to get to in a, long, in a longer call usually. So, yeah, but no, it's perfectly fine, especially for this show and for the off-season. I'm okay with it. Regular season, yeah. All right, you get the idea. Adrian Peterson, MVP. Yes, obviously it's something we're getting to on the show today, and we'll just talk about it briefly now as well. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely awesome, spectacular, and a well-deserved award. He also got the uh, AP Offensive Player of the Year award as well, so he was able to sweep the board in that. Comeback Player of the Year going more deservingly to Peyton Manning, I believe, because, yeah, I mean, he missed the entire season as a neck injury. That arguably is even more career-threatening than an ACL, to be honest, as weird as that might sound. So, yeah, I, I think Comeback Player of the Year, at least, you know, Peyton Manning got something out of it. Obviously, that's still a pretty good award. I'm sure he would have highly preferred an MVP, but you know what? He's got, like, three already, so, eh, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did see the Aaron Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre thing uh, on YouTube. I didn't see it live, unfortunately, because I was busy. Had other things going on at the time, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, very cool to. It, it was cool to see them together for the first time, like off the field. I guess it was nice to see them kind of joke around back and forth. It was also hilarious when Aaron Rodgers was like, "Well, that was awkward." No, <laughs> yeah, it was in a funny way, but eh, it's okay. It's okay. It's just one of those things. So yeah, now that kind of the brunt of the call. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And yeah, that, that kind of stuff is actually yeah, that's where the call is good to be longer because it's the off season and there's so much to get to in the off season. Yeah, I mean, well, so you think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl, do you? What? That is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be extremely interesting to see that possibly happen. I mean, uh, we're really, you know, it could happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it can happen. 10 and 6 teams win the Super Bowl all the time. Yeah. not Like this year's team, yeah, the Vikings were 10 and 6 this year. Why, why do I didn't they go? Well, yeah, obviously the quarterback. <laughs> Just, you think, right? Uh, wide receiver obviously would help as well, like you're mentioning, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things, though, where a lot of things need to go right. Okay, yeah, if this guy develops, it, a lot of it's hypothetical. A lot of it's, uh, a lot of it is uh, speculation. You know, if this guy does okay and this guy goes okay, and yeah, I mean, it's like that with everything. Obviously, what's his name? Ray Lewis. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Came back healthy, and that was a miracle, basically. They'll be well, he- healthy enough to play and contribute. Took the Ravens to a world championship, like we're going to talk about briefly. <laughs> Not briefly, but very soon with me and Dylan. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where a guy making a comeback like that is, yeah, thing, things happen. And obviously it's just one of those deals where everything went right. That's really the, 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 the gist of the deal there is everything went right. For the team, guys were healthy at the right time. Guys were hot at the right time, and uh, the minimum the injuries over the course of the pro season were minimal, and everybody played perfectly. That's what we. That's what you need to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, you need to be hot at the right time and stay hot, sustain it, stay healthy. A lot of things, a lot of luck needs to happen. A lot of lucky things need to happen, and you need to have big play people, <laughs> big play people. Joe Flacco, Anquin Bolden. You know, wouldn't Anquan Bolden and Joe Flacco look good in Minnesota Vikings purple rather than Ravens purple right now? Wouldn't they? You know, yeah, you think? I <laughs> uh, completely agree. Completely agree. Joe Webb, no. Joe Webb needs to go. I hope he has thrown his last, uh, I don't even want to call it a pass, his last ground ball. I hope he's thrown his last ground ball with the Vikings. So I agree completely. I don't want Joe Webb back. Done. End of, the, end of story. I would like a veteran backup to come in. Obviously, that's not a big, giant solution like, oh, yeah, the veteran backup's going to save the day. No, of course not. And I so I agree with Sebastian with that also. I remember earlier in the year, he's kind of like, well, what the heck is that going to prove? Or what, or not prove, but what's that going to accomplish? Yeah, of course, keep, yeah, keep McLeod Bethel-Thompson as the third-string guy. And if things work out, maybe, uh, hmm, <laughs> maybe the, see, the backup would be more somebody kind of an emergency guy, unless he's a very experienced player, which would be nice. And if McLeod Bethel-Thompson surprises some people and deserves to go in there, so be it. So be it. Uh, not all in, and not as not as all in as uh, Sebastian on Bethel-Thompson, but I'm certainly not 
brushing the idea aside either. No, I think he deserves that minimum roster spot, and we'll go from there. At <laughs> minimum, a roster spot. <laughs> Childs and Wright, huh? Yeah, I, I like Jarius Wright as well, because obviously that's the possibility of uh, Percy Harvin. You know, hitching the wagons and leaving. That would really stink, you know, <laughs> just leaving out of here. I hope that doesn't happen. I Obviously, a lot of people do. I'm going to get to uh, Dave Hickey as well in a little bit here, because he posted on my page, my Facebook page. I prefer you guys, if you're going to make uh, football, like football-related, show-related type of stuff, put it on the Purple Mafia page, not on my Facebook page, because I'm not going to remember it. You know, it's better if it's on the page. So, luckily, I did remember it. Dave Hickey made a comment earlier this week, and I didn't respond to it, but that's, well, yeah, I mean, it's... It's just uh, better if you put it on the page. So, obviously, I'm not upset about it at all. I'm glad you want it. I mean, very great commentary by Dave Vicky on there. But it's just easier for me to have things in one place. You know, it's of course it would be. It would be the same way if any of you were doing the show as well. All right, back to the point. <laughs> Childs and Wright, huh? Really? Well, Childs, I think, is uh, a, a, a long shot at best, ultimately, because it's just, like... I think he's damaged goods. He's like Brandon Roy for the Timberwolves, almost. So he's not quite that bad yet. But <laughs> Wright, though, yes. Wright is, is a, I think he's a long-term wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, will he be a long-term starter? Well, that's just, uh, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not brushing that aside either. I think he can play in this league. He emerged nicely during the course of the year. Not a breakout stud, necessarily, but he has that potential to be that guy at times, so, of course, I would, Jarius Wright, I think, should be on the Minnesota Vikings for a while, yeah, and hopefully he proves himself over the course of time, Greg Childs, I hope so, he's a big physical guy, but unfortunately, just, well, you're, it's not helpful when you're falling down in a heap with two serious knee injuries on one play, it's like, well, you know, that didn't last long, it's like an old beat-up car waiting to break down, <laughs> So that's the unfortunate part, yet he's not even an old beat-up car. He's more of a lemon. So I I hope it works out. I would love it. We'll just have to wait and see with that. Yeah, Percy Harvin, I hope he's, you know, I, I don't even know what to think about all that, honestly. It's it's frustrating. It's scary. And no one really knows the answer right now. Nobody, nobody outside of the organization really knows the answer. So I can't really go any further on it other than just pray to God he sticks around, really. Honest to God. Now to kind of dig, right? <laughs> Get the, what Dave Hickey had to say. It was, uh, yeah, it was obviously good stuff. Here we go. I hope this is all it was. Yeah, I think this is it right here. Hey, he says, hey, Joey, love your show, Purple Mafia. I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about your thoughts on Percy Harvin. What have you heard about his situation with the coaches? And, uh, other than, really, they're tense right now. They're hoping for the best. They talked it over. He said, it sounds like uh, uncertain, uh, Dave. Yeah, it sounds uncertain right now. That's basically what I'm hearing from the coaches right now, unfortunately. Though, of course, I'm not like a full-blown insider. I should be. I should push pursue that harder than I have been. And I will probably look to do that in the next, hopefully hopefully the next couple of months. No promises, though. No promises. i got a busy schedule, and especially during the spring and summer and fall. But, yeah. We'll just now we'll just get back to the <laughs> message here. He says, "I don't know. I don't know much about it. Is it contract problems because he is seriously underpaid, or is he a bad seed?" 
I thought because you're in the area and research Viking Info, you might know more than me. Also, I would like to know if anybody from the Viking organization has ever reached out to you, players or coaches. I've heard on one of your podcasts that you're a, you're a small fish in a big pond versus KFAN. Well, yep. <laughs> Those are my words, not yours. And I ask this because I know you would give a straight answer and not a politically correct one like we get from KFAN or Viking website. You're pretty much right about everything there, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> small fish in a big pond. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It is kind of an unfair advantage, obviously. I'm not a billionaire organization with, you know, <laughs> expensive uh, studio, great microphones and everything. You know, and no, I, I, nobody has reached out to me uh, as of today, Dave. Nobody has reached out to me. I hope someday that happens, though I need to do some of it on my own as well. I need to do some reaching myself. I, I need to be better about that. My, my busy schedule kind of prevents me from being more aggressive in that area at times. You work two jobs and, that, and try to do three shows. <laughs> it's a, it gets kind of, yeah, it gets kind of crazy. Um, I also feel the same way about Timberwolves Explosion. It's kind of, and it's not so much versus KFAN, because I don't think KFAN covers the Timberwolves hardly at all. I think they don't give a crap about them, and I'm kind of annoyed with that. Uh Let's just say there's some shows in town. They, uh, they're just college students in an expensive uh, college studio, and they seem to think they're all that. Yet, because, oh, their audio is so fantastic, but they didn't pay one penny for it. So we're happy for them. You know, I, this is all one. This is, well, Purple Mafia is, is basically a one-man show, at least, and uh, the others as well, when it comes to the quote-unquote studio. It, it ain't much of a studio, folks. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. You get what you can afford at the time, and you hope to upgrade it over the course of time as well. It's just one of those things. So, yes, small fish in big pond, accurate statement. And, of course, no, I do not believe the college, you know, any of those podcasts that are recorded in college studios are half as good as what I can produce, ultimately, especially if I had a college studio, holy cow, or had anything near the quality uh product that they have to record with. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Anyhow, I better leave that alone. <sighs> yes, <laughs> politically correct answers suck. Yeah, they, they do, and I'm pretty. I'm usually against them unless it's like I'm my hands are tied, which in this case, of course, they are not. So I hope that was a, a good answer. Thank you, or thank you for that question, though. It was very, yeah, strong. <laughs> very good, very, very good question there. Very uh, heartfelt. I appreciate it. But uh, uh, about Percy Harvin now, yeah, is he a bad seed? Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of think he is, Dave. I kind of think so, really, on, on, honestly. Uh, or it's not even he's a bad seed. He's just got attitude problems. He's an extremely competitive player, which I love. Completely, completely extraditive, competitive person, which I can relate to as well. I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> way, way too much sometimes. I'm, I'm very, I'm very Jim Harbaugh like at times. <laughs> very, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to him pretty well, so that's why I feel bad, pretty bad for him today. But um, yeah, I, I, I think he is kind of an attitude problem though, and contract issues. You know, I, I don't know. Nobody, nobody's saying anything actually. The KFAs of the world aren't getting any information either. It's very tight-lipped over there in Winter Park and other places. Percy Harvin is a mystery to a lot of us out there. He's, uh, you know, Leslie Frazier 
and others they're the ones that know and they're not they're not talking that's the problem and you know mr uh <laughs> Chris, Chris Spielman, yeah, right. Rick Spielman, Chris Spielman, Detroit Lions running uh, linebacker back in the day, his brother. Rick Spielman gives you about as much information as a, a rock. You know, he won't give you anything. So he just kind of yeah, he just kind of mocks you and chuckles basically when you ask him any type of question. He just goes again, huh, again. That's pretty much all he says. Again, we're we're gonna do the best we can to uh, uh, address the Percy Harvin situation and go from there. Thanks. Thanks for, the, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, Dave Hickey also on the 20th says, this. these were back on January 20th, by the way, so and I do deeply, deeply apologize, Dave, that these were missed on previous shows. Uh, yes, he said, looks like it's going to be a Harbaugh Bowl. The 49ers are already in, and the Ravens are pretty much a lock because they are up by 15 with two minutes left. I will be pulling for the Ravens because I don't like the 49ers coach. Uh-oh, <laughs> although I would like to see Moss finally get a ring. And if the 49ers won... Then we could say we beat the Super Bowl champions. That would be kind of cool, but I'm still pulling for the Ravens. What are your thoughts, Skull Vikings? Yeah, ultimately, I was pulling for the Ravens. John Harbaugh is actually my favorite coach in the NFL. He's definitely more likable than Jim Harbaugh. I can understand that. Although I can relate to Jim Harbaugh's competitiveness big time. (laughs) Obviously, both of them are very competitive. John Harbaugh gets pissed off, too, but he doesn't go fly off the handle quite like Mr. Uh, Jim. Yeah, John Harbaugh is my favorite coach in the league. Second is Belichick. Third is Frazier. And fourth is Jim Harbaugh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, fourth is Jim Harbaugh. All right, there. Now I'm done with the ones on my page. But, uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for the insight. Thanks for the thoughts. I do appreciate that, Dave. I do. It's uh, That was good stuff, and I deeply apologize again for being very late to the party with those. I, I apologize to you. All right, so now to some other threads. Brent Jacobson and Mark Carlson commenting on the little thread where I was like, Purple Mafia episode 135 is up. Or basically it was the actual direct link to it. Brent saying, hadn't heard that the two coaches were brothers anywhere. Really? <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those deals where it's going to be over overblown constantly. And yeah, that's how it goes. That's just how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mark Carlson says, listen today at work. Good show. Great stuff. Going to have the season's over blues, I can tell. Picking up the Purple Moffat podcast has made this season so much fun. Thank you very much, Mark, and I've really enjoyed doing it as well. Just wish there was more success during the season, yet uh, at least we got back to the postseason, finally. <laughs> um, yep, and then the thread, Adrian Peterson has won the AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year Award with 2,097 yards. Just couldn't quite get the 2,100 plus, but uh, that's okay. But Jacobson jumping in saying, when do they announce the MVP or MV Peterson soon, right? Yep, and apparently it was within a couple minutes because I got the uh, the alerts on my phone, yes sir, and of course I saw what I needed to see, and there there it was, bada bing, bada boom and of course I ugh, I can't believe I put a typo in there Adrian Peterson had won the NFL MVP, done deal don't you just love when, when you try to post something and you get a, a spell auto spell check, just changes it to something you don't want, yeah, I love it uh, Brent Jacobson commenting, saying, I wonder if he's the first Viking to ever, ever win NFL MVP. No, no. Uh, uh, Cedric Paulding jumping in, also saying, yep, Fran Targan won it in 1975, the year the Vikings probably could and should have won the Super Bowl, because that was the best Viking team. Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing, Neil Allen Thiesing, who's been a co-host on Brave the Wild, and i got to get him on again, dang it. I missed, I missed having him on there. I haven't heard from him in a little while, either. He says, wow, awesome, buddy. 
Malcolm McSween saying he, he is a man playing in a boys league. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nice to hear from Cedric, by the way. Yeah, I haven't heard from him in a little while. And, of course, Neil as well. Great to hear from you guys. Yes, sir. Um, I was saying also that, like, uh, I put a thread also saying, like, me and Dylan Richardson said on the last show, Kaepernick is the wild card of the game. And it's definitely looking that way. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana says, don't look like the 49ers came to play. They lose. They, they look bad. Yeah, they did. The first half was pitiful. Yes, it was. So now we'll get to the actual uh, independent posts by members of the Facebook page. Of course, facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show. Yeah. All right. Well, doggone it. Let's see. Well, there's a lot to put up here. Um, excuse me. Sorry about that. It will start with Mark Carlson, Rudolph. Yeah, we got another MVP. Rudolph was the MVP of the Pro Bowl, and he really was great. Malcolm jumping in saying, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And, yeah, it was a dominant game by a guy that got thrown into the Pro Bowl at the last minute, became the sixth Pro Bowler, excuse me, seventh Pro Bowler. (laughs) Him and uh, Matt Khalil both going to the Pro Bowl for the first time. Hopefully the first of many, 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 and I kind of think that will be the case. I think Kyle Rudolph and Matt Khalil will be in the Pro Bowl many, many times to come. It was nice to see him break out and explode like that in a, in a game like that. It was cool. You don't you don't see many Viking MVPs in the Pro Bowl. I remember uh, Moss got it a while ago. That was fun. I think Adrian did too, though. Maybe, yeah, recently. Uh, oh, well. Brent Jacobson saying, Joe Flacco's brother, Mike, is giving a base out wanting to play football. I'd be more than willing to give him a tryout for the Vikings. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, yeah, Brent thought he was a quarterback. No, he's a tight end. I'll gun it, and yeah, that's all we have. Tight ends. He already got uh, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph and John Carlson. So, eh, who knows, though. We'll, we'll see. Watch him go to the Ravens. Just watch, ladies and gentlemen. How much you want to bet he's going to the Ravens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brent's saying, I assume he's a quarterback. And then he says, if not Flacco's brother, how about Aaron Rodgers' brother, quarterback Jordan Rodgers? You know what? Why not? <laughs> this team needs something. Maybe give him some type of tryout, whatever. You know, fourth, fifth guy in the, going into trading camp. Eh, who knows? Like like back in July, you know, like, like in, yeah, in July or something. When it comes to that point, Brent Jacobson jumps in again saying, As a Viking fan, I say thank God that the Ravens decided to take Ray Lewis at 26. So he didn't end up in Green Bay. That was way back in the draft. Could you imagine? Green Bay Packers missed on Ray Lewis by one pick. 26 in 1996. Man, man, man. Packers apparently have the 27th pick. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Gotta like that. <laughs> Dave Vicky saying, yes, AP won the MVP. He deserves this more than any other player that I've ever seen. He is a true professional in every sense of the word. He is humble, faithful to God. I, I like that. Yep. And his family. Someone that everybody can look up to. This shows that if you strive to be the best and believe in God, there you go, and you work your butt off, you can achieve great things in life. Hopefully AP work uh, AP's work ethic rubs off on the rest of the team and they can get that ultimate goal together. If not next year, then soon. Way to go, Adrian. You are tr- a true most viable player. Skull Vikings. That is gold star material, <laughs> Mr. Dave Hickey. And I'm officially also giving the silver star to the awesome call by... Uh, 
by Sebastian Balls. In fact, Tech, you know what? I, <laughs> we may have our first two two Gold Star episode because that call by Sebastian Balls was phenomenal as well. But great thoughts there, Dave Vicky. Yes, sir. Sebastian Balls' calls are always awesome, by the way, just to say that again. Dave, again, saying, Adrian wins MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. There is no one more deserving than of these awards. A true professional in any sense of the in, in every sense of the word, excuse me, a man who believes in God and a work ethic like no other. Hopefully his teammates work as hard as him this offseason and come back better than ever. Especially Ponder, he needs to work on his accuracy. Then maybe next year they can be in the big game. Oh, I hope so, Dave. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. That, you know, that's what it's all about. It's Christian Ponder is the ultimate X-factor for the success of the Minnesota Vikings. Because when Christian Ponder actually played well and against San Francisco and against Green Bay in the, in, the, in the Dome earlier this year, or during the season, obviously, the Vikings looked pretty damn good. They looked like a pretty damn good football team. Oh, my. You know, it was awesome. Uh, Malcolm responding, saying, for sure, I love how he said he won't be there to accept the award next year because the Vikings will be playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, you got to like that. I hope so. I hope they are. I mean, it's... Oh, man. It could happen. It could happen. I mean, why not? We're developing into... We're, we're going to be like what Baltimore was, I think. Ultimately, where we're going to start to develop into something. And I remember earlier, before we knew Christian Ponder was hurt, I honestly believed that the Minnesota Vikings were going to go to the NFC Championship game a la rookie Joe Flacco took the Baltimore Ravens to the NFC Championship game and then got beat by... The Pittsburgh Steelers, I almost called them the Penguins, I don't know what that came from, too much hockey on the mind right now, uh, but yeah, lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road, strong team, obviously, defensive team, everybody knows that, uh, 49ers similar that way, I thought the Vikings would go to San Francisco in the NFC title game and lose, but at least they'd get there, and it would be a huge uh, step in the right direction, we hope. Since though in the past the Vikings teams that every time they go to the NFC title game they drop off dramatically the next year, but no, I mean, uh, I yeah, but hopefully the Vikings can be that Baltimore Ravens type of team. Maybe we're ponder early on, kind of a mess, and Flacco kind of he he was clutch though. Flacco was clutch in the postseason, even as a rookie, despite the fact his numbers were like putrid, but he was good enough to help the Ravens get to the NFC title game, and he just kept getting better and better and better, like a stock. Just kept going up, 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 and bam, it finally reached its peak. $100 a share, you know, or $600 a share, like the Apples and the Exxon Mobiles. Yep. Once you win the Super Bowl, yeah, $600 a share. <laughs> All right, anyhow, back to the Facebook page. Yes, mercifully for you out there, right? Malcolm jumping in again saying, Rudolph wins Pro Bowl MVP Chris Carter. Yeah, Chris Carter, by the way, gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Adrian Peterson wins MVP of the league. Great week to be a Viking fan. And <laughs> he says, Hey man, you forgot Joey's podcast milestone. Congrats, Joey. <laughs> yeah, because I actually did not mention, I don't think I mentioned it on Purple Mafia, but uh, episode 58 of Brave the Wild, one man show, that's the Minnesota Wild podcast that I do, that's the more obscure one of the three. No, that show actually is doing it. Yeah, that particular episode is doing okay. For, for Brave the Wild standards, it's doing great. Um, that was my 300th career podcast. Yeah, I started recording on the 28th, by the way. That was five years. Five years of podcasting. I started recording on January the 28th, 2007. 2008, excuse me. Yeah, so this is actually my fifth full season of Purple Mafia also. Wow, that's weird, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, 300 episodes of, of uh, 
300 episodes total. I started with Paladino Live and then started Purple Mafia in April 2008 and then got into uh, Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion in August 2008. Yeah, can't believe I've been at it that long. Sebastian jumping in again saying, try to get Alex Smith, yes or no. And I was like, uh, what did I say? I was kind of, yeah, I said at minimum I would explore it, though not sure Alex Smith is a long-term solution. Sebastian's saying that's why it's a debate. Ha, ha, ha. And I said, yeah, it is a debate. I like Alex Smith enough to think that, well, he's better than than what we saw to Ponder during last season. But late in the year when Ponder got past that marriage thing, uh, conveniently he started playing better after the marriage. So wondering if that really was... (laughs) If that really was a coincidence, yeah, I don't. I, I gotta think that whole marriage thing was pretty distracting to not only Christian Ponder but the team. It's like kind of a, an annoying time for it. Uh, ben Lieber chimed in on that on the Dan Barrero show, or actually no, I forget who he was talking to. No, it, it, it was on Dan Barrero. Just like what? What the hell, man? I mean, talk about distraction. Can't you just wait till the off season? That's basically what Ben Lieber said. <laughs> a horrible uh, paraphrase of it, but yeah, you get the gist. Sebastian saying, guess Minnesotans of Jamaican accents. He was making fun of a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, some Super Bowl commercials. I thought I thought for the most part they're, they're just they're very underwhelming compared to what they used to be about 20 years ago. I mean, 20 years ago, like the Air Jordan, Hair Jordan, that's the best Super Bowl commercial of all time, in my opinion. Air Jordan and Hair Jordan. Yeah, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan, the little debut Michael Jordan with Looney Tunes that years that was four years later led to Space Jam when Michael Jordan made the comeback. Oh, man. Best Super Bowl commercial of all time. Air Jordan and Hair Jordan. Though I thought the best Super Bowl commercial of this year, it has to, it absolutely has to be that Deion Sanders one. <laughs> it does. You know, where he's, he's, you know, where it's like, uh, yeah, where he was getting drafted by the Chiefs or whatever, where the, the you know, <laughs> he looked like he was from 1970. Four or something with big hair and a huge mustache. Actually, looked like he's fifty. He actually looked older than he does now with that fun outfit. But that's eh, just a bit. Yeah, it's, uh, Mark Carlson talking about the uh, power outage. Sebastian responding to that. Yeah, he said, or Mark Carlson saying, "Holy cow, lights out." Sebastian saying, "Show shows they have too many homes. They're having to power here uh, there." Mark saying, "Will someone please plug that extension cord back in?" <laughs> Lee. Hepner, oh, I, I, was, I don't think he's commented before, so welcome aboard. Yeah, welcome aboard. Nice to meet you, Lee. He says, should have charged that phone at home. What do you think of the game so far, Mark? He says, very, uh, Mark says, very interesting game. Love the hype. Always like a good game. The playoffs are fun to watch. And the big game is no letdown either. So, uh, yeah, Mark continuing saying, crazy. The lights went out. Jokes are already flying here at home. Lee saying, brothers, hey. What a family dinner they will have next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, oh man. Mark saying that uh, would be fun to be there. Send them to settle at a buffet. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, man. Well, we're, we're winding down, folks, and then we can get to Dylan Richardson here. Malcolm saying, thank this is a really nice comment here. Thanks for the great season, Joey. I'm glad I finally got a smartphone and came across this podcast. Going to be a long-time listener for sure. P.S. How about a draft episode? Thank you very much, Malcolm. I, I, I really appreciate what you had to say there. That, you know, that's that's a... That that means a lot. It does. Like uh, the whole Big Fish Small Pond thing. I mean, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, guys like you are the foundation of this show, without a doubt. Absolutely the foundation. So thank you so much, Malcolm. I, I really appreciate it. Everything you had to say there. About the draft episode, yeah, that's coming up in... Uh, I'll probably start to kind of preview and talk about it around the March area. Um, it'll be like, uh, first to be free agency. There'll be a free agency episode in probably really early, like the early half of March. And then the late half of March will be like a draft preview. Uh, but before that, of course, the next episode, which will be... Uh, maybe in a week or two, State of the Vikings. And I'm going to also post a thread. I even talk, yep, I'm, I'm even going to bring it up when I talk with Dylan also. But, yeah, I'm going to post a thread on there where I will ask you guys to uh, post it on the Facebook page, that is, where I will ask you guys to uh, name your Minnesota Vikings MVP. Uh, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. Probably keep that as a player, but you, you could throw in a situation as well, like the fact the Vikings made the playoffs or whatever. But MVP... Biggest surprise, we all know where the MVP is, by the way, but and biggest disappointment of the year. Biggest surprise, big, biggest or MVP, biggest surprise, and biggest disappointment. Simple. But uh, I'll post the thread right now so I don't get you guys posting on there before, <laughs> before uh, I have the thread. Because I like to keep it slightly more organized. I don't like things all over the place. Then I go crazy and the show sounds like, yeah, weird and crappy. Um... Fran Tarkington, according to Brent Jacobson, the final post on Facebook, saying that uh, he made some great suggestions, in my opinion. He was saying the Vikings to keep Christian Ponder, Percy Harvin, and to get a number two quarterback and a big wide receiver. So, yeah, I'm going to check that article out. I actually haven't read it yet. I'm going to check it out right now, but, uh, hey, check it out, guys. Brent posted it last night. I'm sure it's worth it. I will. I would love to look at that. It is apparently, yeah, that's Pioneer Press, but it's of course, TwinCities.com on there. So, yeah, a worthy article, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to reading that, actually. <laughs> All right, so that will conclude the Facebook page. Apologize if it seemed a little bit wacky, a little bit bouncing around, but eh, that's what you expect. It's the off-season, and it's been about two weeks, so we've got two weeks of uh, posts on there. And, of course, I needed to get back to what Dave Hickey had to say. Again, I am, I am never the type to ignore anybody's posts on there. I'm, I'm just not, you know, so I, I apologize for that. There, there may come a day where there's so many posts in there, I can't get to everything, but I'll try to get at least to everybody's name at least once, if I can. Not quite at the point where I have like 3,000 people talking to me just yet, but uh, someday that might happen. <laughs> if you guys tell a friend about the show, yeah, or 2 or 40 or, or 45, yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, now we'll get to some Twitter interactions. Yes, there's not too many, so I promise it won't be too long. <laughs> not too much. So we have uh, Sam Gupta actually saying something pretty nice on here. He's, uh, it's at Beagle Breath. At Beagle Breath, that's an interesting Twitter handle. But yeah, I've, I've heard Sam Gupta before on the Facebook group, I think, in the past. And I don't think he ever joined the Purple Mafia Facebook page. Yeah, purplemafia.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. And, of course, for Twitter, it's at Purple Mafia Show. But Sam mentioning that uh, he just finished the January 17th episode of Purple Mafia. Great job, guys. It was well done and entertaining. So thank you very much, Sam. Do appreciate that. Holly Brooks posting a couple of group uh, Facebook, or not Facebook friends, but uh, Twitter friends type of deal. She's saying, Happy Pro Bowl Day. Aloha. And it was a happy Pro Bowl Day for the Vikings. <laughs> Justin in Rochester, that being Justin Day. At Day underscore 24 saying, uh, not all mine either, but man, she was insane. And he's regarding the halftime show. 
Uh, I'll say this real quick. Not a fan. I'll just leave it at that. Not a fan. Not my style. Yeah. That's just, it's a, it's a tea to each their own type of thing. I opted to turn the TV off and, or at least turn the channel and play a little, uh, play a little brief Xbox game because, I don't know, I think a lot of that stuff was a little bit overrated and not my, not my cup of tea. That's just me. <laughs> Dylan Richardson retweeting when I said, we have a football game, folks. Yes. And yeah, I enjoyed that. Finally, some, something to enjoy there. Finally. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, John Harbaugh got extremely animated when given uh, reasoning for the power outage as well. Yeah, it was interesting to see that. That was another tweet that was retweeted by Dylan Richardson. Yeah, I was also talking about all the Ravens getting their sizing up their rings already, a worthy champion. And that was when uh, Jones ran the ball back after that, before the power outage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, the final tweet of the week. Hollybird at Hollybird, that's Holly Brooks saying, these Harbaugh's are truly great er, coaches. She's retweeting me saying it, and then she uh, responds back with, bad brother ball. <laughs> yeah, 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 bad brothers. I like them. I, I like them. I don't know. I don't like them. I mean, uh, I know not everybody does, but I especially like John Harbaugh more, but yeah, we'll just leave that as is. So now, I apologize it's been so long to finally get to Dylan Richardson, but that's just the way it goes. This is a very, very long episode, so I guess it sounds like a lot of you guys enjoy the show. Hope you continue to enjoy it, and uh, we'll be right back with the man, Dylan Richardson! Mafia episode number 136, which is a reminder for all you iPod, MP3 player, and Android users out there, you got the iTunes, you got Double Twist for Android devices, and possibly Stitcher very soon? <laughs> yes, very soon. Actually, I uh, sent in all the 
the information, and I'm just waiting to hear back from them. Uh, they don't let everyone in, so it's somewhat of an exclusive club, but uh, I believe that Purple Mafia and at least Timberwolf Explosion will be making it in there shortly. I'm just waiting for the confirmation email. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a, it'll be an honor to be a part of the Stitcher group. The uh, the exclusive the exclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yes, this is Dylan Richardson. We are back for uh, <laughs> Dylan Richardson with Joey Wygen, That is, and we are back to preview this or preview the Super Bowl once and for all. We have. You know what's funny, Joey? You know, I almost slept through doing this. Uh, no one else here knows this. <laughs> but I've been my sleep pattern has just been so all off and you know what i think i just figured it out what's that i think it could be that i have about uh, i'm battling with a bout of depression because football is now over that's the thing this was it yeah now we gotta wait until august just for just for a lousy uh preseason game and 49er fans Mm -hmm. welcome to the club now you know how we feel especially vikings Yes. Just imagine, 49er fans, if every Super Bowl you ever went to, mm-hmm. you lost. Just imagine. I mean, they finally lost a Super Bowl. They have lost their I, virginity. Yep. What do you think's more happy about that? Steeler fans? Because now it's like, yeah, you guys lost one too now? Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than Ravens fans. I wonder who's yes. uh, more happier about that. Uh, maybe Seahawks fans? I don't know. Divisional? I don't know. Could be. Or, like, just a. Uh... You think oh, a team like well, obviously Dallas, I'm sure, and their the, their old rivalry, which I like. I was always on the 49ers side in that rivalry, just because <laughs> poor poor Jim Towers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> then again, they beat them a lot in the 90s, so they kind of got revenge. They finally lost the Super Bowl. I mean, they were like they had that Chicago Bulls like aura to them, where you know Michael Jordan's Bulls got to the finals, they won. They almost mm-hmm. they almost had it six and zero, but nope. Yeah, that was it was a pretty amazing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to really tell you the truth, like um, I don't really want to skip ahead, but let's go ahead in the, <laughs> in the third quarter when the Ravens came out and returned that kick, and I'm like, "Yep, wow, this is done." Done, son. This is over. So I'm in it for just watching new commercials now. I guess it's mm. going to be a snore fest, and oh, oh we're going to be sitting here twiddling thumbs, and it's going to be one of those blowout Super Bowls again, like you know, back in the day. And then, poof, someone hit the switch on the lights. Yeah, it completely changed everything. It it really did. I mean, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really looked like those old Super Bowls where it looked like. Baltimore, New York, you know, back in 2000. You know, I oh. thought, like like I was saying before, you know, it, it looked good. Visually, it was, like, appealing to have some darkness was cool. on the field. It, it kind of gave it, like, a cinematic feel, like uh, you're watching a movie, like North Dallas 40 or, you know, something like that. It looked, aesthetically, on camera, it looked really good. And I thought there was plenty of light to play, but you know they're not going to do that. No, like I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you because it had that old 1976, 77, you know, early Walter Payton era look. You know, it's like when you look at the old Walter Payton videos on those uh, NFL films, like you, were, we were talking about off air. Yeah, it, it had that look when you saw Purple People Eaters against the Bears or Cowboys. You know. Something like that back then. It had that darker, 
NFL look that that doesn't exist anymore. It had that that old school NFL films from like yes. Super Bowl thirteen. It had that it, it it had the charm that's never been matched. <laughs> it really hasn't been matched. It, it doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of sad. Yeah, everything's bright and beautiful and overexposed, unfortunately. But hey, a lot like you know, you know, <laughs> you know who would have really loved that lighting setting was Jim McMahon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with his, with his <laughs> sensitivity to light. Ah, uh, yep, him or uh, Tony Soprano? Is it Sperano? Sperano? I keep getting those oh, oh. words mixed up. Miami coach. Yeah, yeah, they both was, have that sensitivity. I was going to say Tony Soprano, huh? Soprano. <laughs> Who's been watching HBO Go? You are you reliving some of the the Sopranos on there? Who's who's his uh who's his assistant coach? Polly Walnuts? Yes. And then the the owner is Michael Corleone. Uh, <laughs> this game, this team is done. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's his, this is his last coaching game. Uh, next thing We're you know. Fall. I'm going to follow him with baseball bats. <laughs> Basically. Or just, yeah, you take him in the car, we're going to take him to the airport. Next thing you know, there's someone waiting for him in the back seat. With a... Yeah, with concrete shoes for him to put on. Oh, man. Yep, that or that, that, or that metal wire. Oh, oh scary, <laughs> scary. <thing. laughs> Welcome to the mafia. Yes. The hello, goodbye version of it, right? <laughs> you know, so back on, on the game, like when the lights went out, um, you know, since I, I live in this area, so mm-hmm. I, there was a, a song that popped in my head immediately when the lights went out, and I'm surprised no one put like a little hook. And I, know, I didn't. I don't think I've seen it on Twitter or on Facebook or anything. But there's a Journey song called "Lights," and Journey is heavily tied into the San Francisco area. Like um, for baseball, their theme song was "Don't Stop Believin'." Oh, in yeah. 2010, yeah. and then you know 2012, obviously, is kind of the same thing. Yeah, and and so immediately I thought of lights when the lights go down in the city. Don't stop. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> so I that song like popped into my head, and I'm like, ah, well, now we're gonna prolong this. Uh, you know, possible blowout Super Bowl, and I think the delay was what something like thirty-seven minutes. So yeah. I wonder how many more millions of dollars they made on running ads during that delay. Um, yep, the inside job. You, you know what else was funny is that the uh, the the CBS studio went out yeah. with uh with with Nance, and they had to throw it to Tasker down on the sidelines, and he was like. You know, kind of fumbling, uh, and uh, 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 <laughs> you gotta think, you gotta, you know, give the guy credit. He was trying to think on his feet. He's not a, he's not a main guy. Not a host, no. Uh, yeah, he's not one of those guys that you know, obviously, or else they would have had him up in the booth. But he's not a, not one of those sideline reporters that. Um, are one of the best, mm-hmm. but you know he was available. It was just kind of funny. It was awkward. Was, yeah, it's just like here, here in the New Orleans uh, stadium, uh, Super Dome, uh, <laughs> Super Um Dome uh, roof. No, sorry. what they should have did instead of um, th- tossing him on is just immediately gone to commercial. But 
who knows what was going on. Only the cameras were live, so maybe they couldn't cue that or I don't know. It was kind of funny, though. Mm-hmm. It was. It was just one of those situations that comes up, one of those phenomenons, and then you're stuck on the spot. Yeah, you're the guy. You're the man. <laughs> you know what I thought was hilarious is everyone on Twitter was tweeting, Oh, no, it's Bane from Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw the recent Batman movie, but Bane takes over basically the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and explodes the bottom of the field oh, until like the oh, yeah, entire bottom of the field drops in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> that would have been perfect if that <laughs> happened. Oh man, I actually didn't see that yet. I need to see it still. You spoiled it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'll check it. <laughs> I need to get no, around it's, that. It's, it's in the previews. It's in one of the trailers. So yeah, I saw something about that. So so it sounds familiar. That's why that's why I kind of rang a bell when you mentioned it. It's like that sounds familiar. Yes. I had about fifteen or twenty people on Twitter just saying Bane. Oh my God, it's Bane. Just imagine if there was a bat signal up in the you know up in the, oh, man, up in the ceiling. That would have been awesome. That would have been funny. Oh, I would have loved that. That would have been great. I am Batman. <laughs> uh, you know, I am dude. Batman. You, you know, we're getting super sidetracked, oh, yeah. but Look Batman sounds a lot. <laughs> he sounds a lot like Judge Dredd as well. Mm-hmm. They talk the same. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. I am the law. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Welcome to the Superdome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. So, the law. anyways, yes. a, yep. a fantastic <laughs> game. I thought. And, you know what, Jelly? Yeah. You, you had it on lock from, from day one. You had it on lock with your Baltimore Ravens pick. Oh, man. And yeah. your, 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 your guy, Joe Flacco, now he's set to sign a huge, gigantic contract and well-deserving. Uh, I think he tied for the most uh, touchdown passes uh, in a Super Bowl, I think is 11, with uh, the greats of Kurt Warner and Joe Montana. Yeah. And... Just a, a stand-up game and um, kind of got that monkey off of his back. Yeah, it was all about the the playoff run. Yeah, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, which ties Montana for the all-time, you know, just best efficiency, him and Kurt Warner, yeah, over the course of the postseason, where Flacco really was the MVP of the postseason. And in the past, I was saying how this team, I can say this for the final time now, <laughs> where this team was a stock. Every year it seemed to get a little bit better, a little bit better. Like back his first year, you could tell something was going on with this guy as a playoff quarterback. Even though his numbers were not that good, he was still doing enough to get this team to win on the road. We're way back. Joe Flacco's rookie season took them to the uh, – helped them get to the AFC title game against Pittsburgh, where that's where his inexperience came out, which could be related to the 49er quarterback at this point, which is the beginning of possibly a very long, successful career for him, hopefully, uh, in his case, Colin Kaepernick. But, uh, yeah, took them to the conference finals, and then it seemed like every year did a lot a little bit better, a little bit closer to their ultimate goal, which is reaching the Super Bowl and hopefully winning it. And it there it is. It's Now the stock has, has reached its peak. They're world champions. Joe Flacco became more and more playoff tested. He was able to beat the Patriots on the road in the past and did it again this year. And uh, just to see, <laughs> just to see him do what he's been able to do over the past was it three, four, five years now? 
it's been truly remarkable to watch him develop and watch the Baltimore Ravens finally reach the pinnacle. They they did it. And I, I was saying this was the year they were finally going to do it. And then I came off of it when I heard about Ray Lewis's torn bicep. I thought that was about it. And then, then, then next thing you know, you hear about no weapon formed against him shall prosper. <laughs> and he's, he's robo-arm, like we like to call him now. <laughs> and ro- robo-arm, we're going to remember, remember this 12, 15, 20 years from now. Robo-arm, you remember that? You know? Yep. Yeah. Help them go all the way, despite all the drama, all the loud screaming and spit flying all over the place. <laughs> you know, when, he's, when he's halfway crying, halfway screaming, whatever it is, it led to a championship. You know, another another good thing. Um, yeah. I still kind of, th- you know, I thought for a second, I was like, man, if the Ravens win, watch, they're going to give the MVP to Ray Lewis. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> just because, you know, you know, the NFL loves their names, and it seems like if any Manning is in a Super Bowl and they win, um, guess who's going to win the MVP? Yeah. Still, I still don't think that uh, Peyton should have won in 2006. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. It was. <laughs> anyways, uh, um, so yeah, it was, it was a good moment for him. He's going to, you know, dance off into the sunset, whatever he calls his little dance there. I don't know. It's not the Dirty Bird. It's something else, isn't it? But do you know the name of that dance that he does? Is there a name for it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't Sad. know either. Yeah, I just kind search. of the Ray Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> no weapon for just, the uh, No. <laughs> I, I saw that today he did that uh, in, in the Baltimore Stadium with the Lombardi Trophy in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of, kind of funny, but... Um, Hopefully, I kind of do hope that he uh, takes this moment and retires like he has uh, been talking about. But I kind of get that feeling Uh-oh. that he's he's gonna, you know, maybe come out and try to play another year. Uh, that's a big possibility because you know you 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 spend so much time with with that Sunday, and it's hard to put it away when it you can still play. It really is. You know, it's, they, they have the bug in them. They all, all the real true competitors in the sports world have that bug in them and it's hard to get rid of it. Michael Jordan came back twice. Second time, not as successful, but the first time was the most successful comeback in the history of professional sports. Uh, so many other guys, they come back to coaching when you think they're done. Like you thought Bill Parcells was done many years ago, came back with the Cowboys. It's like, okay, Again, yeah. you know, that one not as successful either, but, you know, still help them have some, help them become at least a decent team from being terrible for a while there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Favre, obviously, uh, we don't even need <laughs> He came back about six times, seven times maybe. <laughs> you know, it's just like how, how I tell, like, say, local kids here playing high school football. It's like. Man, you play until you can't play anymore. Yeah, you're loving I mean, it too you much. Just, it, you just keep going and try to get to that next level and that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm friends with a kid that um, that played local ball here, and he went to UCLA, and he was a walk-on, and he made the team. But he you know, had to sacrifice a lot. He had to drive um, about an hour one way, uh, to get his uh, 
his bulk up. He was he was a big kid, like size wise. I think he was like six three, six four, but he was really skinny. He was probably about two ten, two twenty, maybe. Mm-hmm. So that size and trying to hit that Division One A level, um, you know, <laughs> you got to put some weight on. And he did. I think he I think he got up to a, right around two eighty, um, and he did did the most. I think he got up to about two. I want to say like 40 or 250 his freshman year mm. and that's you know when he made the team um so i just saw that he was he's trying to make that next level not so much nfl but um um i forget what he what he said it was i don't think it's canadian league either it's like some other um arena football no yeah kind of like some yeah, kinda, yeah. Maybe, maybe like um Something I'd have to look and see. It's something like uh, the American Football League startup type of thing, like it's semi-pro or something. Yeah. But yeah, just keep going, and that's how I've always, always recommended to these kids is you know you play till the wheels fall off, or yeah. someone someone tells you no fifteen times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you enjoy it so much, and keep keep at it. Maybe something will ha- you know. Maybe you'll. Maybe the yeah you'll 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 reach what whatever goal you're you're chasing, you know like whatever it is. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And the Ravens reached theirs finally. It took, but yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, it took them took them a little while. Yeah, but they got it. Yeah, it took time. They got the right coach, the right quarterback. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people. I can't believe how many people kept saying when I'd ask you like Joe Flacco, and they'd be like, "No," like really. I was like, I, I really? I mean, this is a guy, you know, yeah, he's not Tom Brady, he's not Drew Brees, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's the best. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. That's mm-hmm. something he said, but I don't agree with that, but he playoff tested, the, he's very clutch, extremely clutch, and without a doubt, he was, like they say in hockey, the playoff MVP. You get the award for the whole thing, not just that one game, and he was the, he was the winner of both. Yeah, he... He played, uh, pardon the pun, lights out. He did. He did. He literally. <laughs> he, he pretty much did. But that, that comeback in the third quarter was pretty oh, amazing, especially gosh. after that, that kick return. It was. Um, yep. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that what I was seeing. I was like, holy cow, we got a game. This is cool. I'm, I'm vested back into, into the game. I don't have to watch just commercials now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be a blowout. You know, we're within three points here you know oh wow they're only one score down this is gonna be cool and uh you know unfortunately you know uh uh that thing that happened in the end zone which i think was the right call i believe it was uh on crabtree where you know uh jim harbaugh lost his mind on the (laughs) sidelines asking for a hold on fourth and goal you gotta love fourth and goal with the game on the line in the Super Bowl, the last game of the season. It's for the championship. Pretty much if they get in the end zone, that's that's pretty much a victory there for the 49ers. But just just literally like one step short. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's got to <laughs> ache. Yep. And, and you know, the, a penalty mm. could have went either way because if you watch the replay, yes. Crabtree kind of kind of pushed off as well. Mm-hmm. So... I kind of think that it was good that the refs let him play in that sense. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the outcome is, uh, you know, what it, what it, what it was. And I was thoroughly, uh, impressed with the 49ers comeback. And I was very happy that it was a game because there for a while it was, is looking like, uh, it was going to be a blowout. It essentially was in the third quarter. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, it smelled like blowout the whole time until the much have completely changed seeing the 49ers blow back as quick as they did, but four minutes, they are, they're nearly tying the game up. That last play, I mean, that had to, oh, I could just imagine how much that stings for a guy that, right. as crazy as he is, I can relate to him, the, the competitiveness. You know, you want to win so bad. You're so on the doorstep, and then to get it pulled away from you. But, yeah, really quick, though, also how you mentioned that, literally the final play of the game, as we can call it, because you don't really want to call the kickoff the final play. <laughs> the real final play was the double push-off, we could call it, or double or a hold slash push-off. Yeah, I, I was with uh, Marcus the Forecaster, who's also, you know, the co-host on Timberwolves Explosion, and he said the exact same thing you did. Uh, yeah, that it's kind of like an offset situation where you either call penalty on both or on neither because both of them interfered with each other. And and the pass was terrible. <laughs> or not terrible, but too high, I think. I, I couldn't believe, like, when it left his hands, I'm like, oh, man, he's just throwing it up and saying, go get it. Yeah. And I kind of thought he was going to go for... Uh, go for Davis there mm-hmm. because usually a tight end uh has a pretty good release off the off the line when it's you know a, a goal line situation but uh, yeah he uh he kind of put it up there and really it was about a step short yeah and to me it seemed like the pass was a bit uh I think it was going to be out of bounds I think it may he the uh Crabtree may have had to go out of bounds to even retrieve it I think but because it seemed kind of high and, and out, didn't it, a little bit? Yeah, he. it definitely would have been one of those um, toe-tapping yeah. uh, <laughs> type of plays. It would have had to have been. Yep. A.K.A. Uh, Santonio Holmes in Super Bowl, I forget what number it is, but the 2008, you know, yeah, Cardinals. Yep, it would have to be like that. Like the, it would have had to have been just like that. Yep. Oh, I was so pissed. God, I did not want Pittsburgh to win that game. And oh. Like you. Yeah, I was in the same boat because uh, oh. you know I, I'm I'm a Kurt Warner fan, so everywhere yeah. he went, I I was uh, rooting for him. That was a cool team too, you know. The Arizona Larry Fitzgerald was just unbelievable in that game. It was kind of similar too, where Pittsburgh was kind of winning the whole time. Arizona came storming back, looked like they had it, and then doggone it, they couldn't stop him for anything. That defense was their Achilles heel forever. <laughs> Arizona. Still is. Still is, yep, literally. Still is. Like, even if you look at this season, they were, like, number one for, like, four games mm-hmm. or five games. Yeah, it was a good start. They were looking, looking pretty good, and then you start playing the real NFL teams. <laughs> Once they got out of their divisional play. Yeah, then it was complete, you know. Completely lights out the other way, you could say. Lights out for them, you know? <laughs> Curtains. Like, they didn't win another game, did they? <laughs> that was embarrassing. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Uh, God rest Ken Wisenhunt's uh, job there. <laughs> oh, I know. Isn't it crazy how you can go from top of the mountain to bottom of the barrel? Yeah, in a fairly short amount of time. Like, not really short, but, yeah, you know, it, it definitely happened. 
happened to Billick too, the former, you know, the the first Ravens Super Bowl where a lot of people seemed to almost, they were almost talking about Ray Lewis, like, oh, I want Ray Lewis to get a ring, but he already had one. <laughs> 2000, yep, they demolished those stupid giants that demolished the Vikings. Yes, yes. <laughs> Two weeks earlier, 41 Donut, we like to call it around these parts. Uh, but, but yeah, it seemed like early on, too, like a kind of a thing we can get to here is the Niners, what the hell was that in the first half? Because their their play calling seemed to be just not related to what they've been doing earlier in the postseason. Their defense was off a bit. Seemed like off kilter. Kaepernick was completely flat for the whole first half of the game. You know, it it reminded me a lot of the Atlanta game. Yeah. Where bad him. <laughs> yeah, where they had to, you know, come back after a really crappy first half and a uh, you know, they they damn near took it, but um, mm-hmm. just a, a step short in the end zone. Literally. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I keep replaying that in my head right now, and like all the last few days, just, I, I feel bad for Jim Harbaugh. I, I did. I mean, he, yeah. he kind of got, I mean, maybe I, I don't really feel bad, and I mean, ultimately, because it's just one of those things, but... <laughs> he's kind of a crybaby whiner on that sideline, though, because yeah. you know he, 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 they finally um, got to see like some of the analysts were actually talking about a fact that I've been kind of talking about um, for a while is that every call. Yeah, I think I even made a little comment about it on Twitter about how every call um, that went against him, you know, he's crying and whining like he's you know. Uh, an NBA player. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, but Kobe Bryant to the world. The infamous, hey! Every time Kobe Bryant drives to the basket, you see his hands fly in the air. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, if he didn't, if it didn't go in, or <laughs> yep. even if it did go in, yeah, he's still complaining. Yep. Another thing, you know, as annoying as Kobe, Kobe can be that way, actually, Fisher, Derek Fisher would piss me off even more. That guy is really irritating. Ugh. There you go, Tim Rule's explosion rant right there. Of course, that's on iTunes, yes? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I ranted about that guy for a long... I mean, you talk about Twitter, like, going going ape shit on Twitter. Yeah, people were laughing at me for a while about that one. One night when, yeah. <laughs> oh, the guy ran into Greg Steamsma. They called the foul on... You know, that that's the backup center for the Tim Rules, by the way, that no one's heard of. But... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Knowing that isn't a good Wolves fan, but yeah, then this fall was called on Steamsma instead of Fisher, and then Fisher was acting like a complete jackass the whole time. Yeah, I was like, whatever, you know. So yeah, that's why I was ranting like crazy on Twitter, like I like to do on Pro Mafia sometimes too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was amazing the way. The, yeah, like you said, the Forty ers did come roaring back, just like the Atlanta game, but a step short. Uh, Flacco, Bolden, Jacoby Jones had the Ravens look like they had this thing completely, completely beat. You know, and I've been a big fan of Anquan Bolden as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've loved that guy for years. Arizona? He he is like a beast. And he was, you know, when he got the ball, it it was pretty fun to watch him when he gets the ball. But, 
you know, if you remember back, uh, Kurt Warner almost <laughs> retired for, from seeing that hit on Anquan Bolden where it just busted his jaw. And that was bad. He said it was like the worst thing he's ever seen in football, and he actually considered retiring directly after that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't, and the following year went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was amazing what they were able to pull off. And Bolden, I think, is the ultimate big game playing against a physical team receiver because, you know, you need that first down, that 15-yard, you know, play, that big play that can keep things moving. That's that's the guy. He, he's, he's probably the best in the league at getting that physical, you know, in-traffic catch that you need, you know, to keep the game going and keep your team alive. I mean, I love Enquin Bolden. I would just I would just do just about anything to have him on the Vikings right right now today. You know, make a playoff run. He he had a pretty good game. Six receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. A long, long catch of that that 30 yards that looked almost effortless. That was kind of a weird play Mm -hmm. where he just kind of hit him, and it was like, wow, geez, that was kind of a long. (laughs) That just kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Uh, You know, I think one of the bigger stories is that a lot of people have jumped on the Kaepernick bandwagon yep. and I'm not so sure mm-hmm. yet. We're going to have to see what this dude does next year, but it's like everyone has, you know, basically jumped on this bandwagon and was like, oh, he's the best, you know, quarterback in the league, possibly. Superstar. His upside is, yeah, his upside is uh, tremendous, which I can agree his upside may be tremendous, but let's mm-hmm. see, uh, Let's see how he does playing a full season. Yep, that's one of the biggest, that's, that's well, the X factor for the 49ers' future right now, without a doubt. Because, you know, obviously Jim Harbaugh is going to be there. The, the defense all, all is still pretty young, which is a very good thing. Keep that foundation there. The offensive line is very good as well. The Ayupadas of the world. And uh, Frank Gore is getting a bit older, but he's still got it for, for, yeah. for now. <laughs> Cross your fingers, or fingers crossed. Yeah, Kaepernick, the X factor, maybe in all of football right now. Will the forty if the Forty Niners, uh, excuse me, if Kaepernick can be that elite talent, there there could be a possible dynasty in San Francisco. Where if not, well, they well uh, they they're gonna be hoping for hoping to get one Super Bowl out of it, out of all these other good players. Hmm. And Frank Gore kind of quietly had a good game, 110 yards and a touchdown. Strong. Um, yeah, it was that was uh, that was pretty good. And uh, he, they're going to have to do something about about the whole Frank Gore situation. Like you said, he's getting older, yep. and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see if they draft somebody this year um, just to kind of fill the hole because you know the injury possibilities and. They're, they're still a team that has to run the ball quite efficiently. And, you know, the same could be said for almost any NFL team, but this, this team definitely with, with a defense as good as that defense can be, mm-hmm. it seemed like they didn't really show up yeah. uh, very well in the Super Bowl. But, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. but I still think it's a pretty good defense. Um, keeping the offense on the field and keeping that defense off is really going to help them out. That's the biggest key. You know, obviously the running game is part of that. And possibly adding another receiver 
you know, a Bolden type because Bolden is a free agent. Where will he? Where, where will he stay in Baltimore or will he go to New England? Possibly, they, you know. You know? You know, that's another good topic right there, too, because Baltimore's losing quite a few people to free agency. Well, they haven't technically lost them yet. (laughs) I think they they will re-sign Flacco, and I think Mm -hmm. they got a really good shot at Ed Reed. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple of linebackers that are, it's going to be kind of iffy. They're probably going to be able to get more money somewhere else, so... Um, they might be gone. Yeah. So you could be looking at you know some like three or four starters off of this this roster on the defensive side leaving. Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis. And yep. that's that, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. And then you you're losing Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yep. Jinx. Right. No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, San Francisco. A Anguin Bolden type would be like what the doctor ordered. Like there, there it is. Like the. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty impressed with Crabtree yeah. kind of emerging from obscurity. Now, I've always known he's had talent. Yeah. I think he was a, uh, what, a Texas Tech Red Raider, and he made some uh, spectacular catches for them. And uh, I always liked uh, watching the guy play. He had tremendous talent, but it seemed like finally he kind of kicked it in gear towards the end of the, end of the season and definitely in the playoffs. And had a good showing even at the Super Bowl. You know, you look at his statistics for the Super Bowl, yep. Um, he would have been right in there for, for MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, not he had, only had five receptions, but he had 109 yards with a touchdown. He definitely had a strong game. He did. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, and he's, yeah, like you said, obscure. Yeah, because he, he was a 10th overall pick, but it's like, uh, where is he? Where is this guy? You know, is he going to pan out? What's going to happen? It took, it took took to his fourth year, but, yeah, there it was, 1,100-yard, nine touchdowns before that. Couldn't break a thousand, and career high in touchdowns was six in his second year. So, a long time. I think coming. he was. Uh, I think he was battling a, a nagging injury too the last yeah couple of seasons as well. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it was kind of good to see uh, um, him emerge. Yeah, I find, so finally stick. became that number one receiver or one day you could say maybe. It ain't Randy Moss. I'm telling you that. <laughs> the, the yeah, you know. I wonder if old Randy will be uh, be back on squad again. Mm-hmm. Like like we've been saying for every one of the shows, he's more of like a player coach. I would think yep. uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Randy Moss uh, became like a uh, a positional coach in sometime in the future. You, you, Possibly a wide receiver coach. I wonder. Like, do you do you think he has the work ethic to be that? Or I, I do. You That'd know, nice. I think he gets a bum rap. Yeah. And and you should know too. Like uh, he's done some. I think anyone that doesn't live in the Minnesota uh, community might not know. I mean, I don't, but <laughs> I found out a few things about him. Is no. that you know he's a definitely charitable person, and uh, he was really uh, you know really loved in Minnesota for for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the rest of the the country kind of had a bad. Um, you know, kind of like a bad taste in their mouth about him because of his past. But uh, I think he's actually a stand-up guy, and I think I think he would probably uh, excel. I don't I don't know if he'd make it past anything but a positional coach, mm-hmm. but I think he could be uh, really useful in that situation. I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd personally like to see it, and for that franchise, that'd be great. You know, I mean, I'd I'd love to be a part of that franchise. 
I don't know if you want me to say that, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it would be a 49er thing, but you know, probably somewhere (laughs) maybe because I I, I think he does have, uh, um, you know, a lot to, to offer, you know, especially rookies coming in on, uh, you know, how to handle yourself. And, you know, I think a lot of that also stems from Chris Carter Mm -hmm. because Chris Carter was kind of the same way when he came out uh, for the draft and he had a lot of, uh, you know, bad talk about him and and look where he wound up. He's actually going to be an inductee of the Hall of Fame and well-deserved, I think. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he definitely earned it as well. It it took a little while because he wasn't always the – he wasn't always in his, as endearing as some other players were at times, but yeah, I mean, obviously for a play on the field, which matters the most, he absolutely deserves to be in without a doubt. And and like you said earlier, that is true about Randy Moss being a charitable. He, he, he was always good with the young people. So yeah, like always very, you know, kind to, to young people, maybe not as much with adults, but <laughs> eh, <laughs> wink, wink, but, but it's, you know, he is there for young people, and when it comes to coaching, I could see him. Yeah, I, I could see him uh, bringing young guys along, like probably Michael Crabtree. I'm sure he had something to do with his development. From what you hear, it was great with Percy Harvin. I mean, Percy Harvin exploded. Randy Muss was here for a month. <laughs> a month. <laughs> a month. Yep, a month. <laughs> a month. Yeah, like you, you like, you know, <laughs> you like I, the way I, I said that. I think he does have some kind of future. Whether or not it'll be like a positional coach or maybe possibly some kind of advisor or yeah. you know I think I think it would be good to at least have him somewhat of a liaison for um, uh, the new guys coming in like they do a bunch of draft classes where you know they have to attend like the, I think they even have like a financial one mm-hmm. I think it'd be good for for Randy to be involved with that process as well. If he's not already involved some some way some how else with an organization, but I think I think there's a there's there's a future somewhere in the NFL for for Randy Moss after uh, after he can't kick the tires and light the fires anymore, which is pretty soon, really soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe one more year, maybe not. And yeah, I could see him kind of being like if say if he's not in the NFL, which you know I'd love to see him be it as a coach or something, but yeah, if not, maybe he could be what Hakeem Olajuwon kind of has become in the NBA where he kind of like has a program where players come and learn from him, basically. It's kind of like a yeah. camp for, you know, NBA players to come and learn those legendary post moves. Mm-hmm. So, Is he teaching the sky hook? Yep. Oh, 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 did I say Kareem? Oh, excuse me, Hakeem Olajuwon. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Did I? No, because... No, you said it right. Oh, okay. He, he did it. As, he did. He did that little. Well, yeah, maybe not sky uh, hook, the dream shake. He did the little jump hook thingy. Yeah, yeah, that's you, what it was. The jump hook in the end. You, the dream you don't. Shake. You don't really see that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Every once in a while, you might see it, but the the lost art form of El Hook Chateau. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was well done. It was really well done, and of course, the dream shake, which a lot of guys want to learn. It seems like that seems to be a very popular thing for people from shooting guard all the way to center. <laughs> oh, look at me. Timberwolves explosion 2.0. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, I like basketball too out there, guys. <laughs> guys and gals. 
Oh, oh boy, so now football is over. Damn it. Hmm. Yep. What a fantastic game, 34-31. to 31. Not really a defensive struggle like uh, I kind of thought it might have been, but uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't quite recall what I said the score was going to be, probably something like 21-24 or something like that. But Yeah, I think I might have had like 28-24. It was a little bit higher. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. I think you did, yeah. Sounds familiar. No? And then, yeah, I think you said 21-24. Yeah, 24-21. Something like that. Or three to zero. That was <laughs> definitely, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, would have, that would have been a close game, but not the kind of game that you'd like to watch. Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been like old-time Colts Baltimore, you know? Baltimore Colts, baby. Colt 45. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and like one other thing, too, that final play. Well, of course, there's one other. There's always other things, but yeah, the final play of the game again, real quick, rehashing to back to that. Was it "quote unquote" karma for how the NFC title game ended? Ah, because maybe remember hmm. how that was a possible hold or something against uh, hmm. against the. You know, it's like it's like maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it, I'd it, bring that up for ah, what the heck. At least the Packers, nor. Nor the Seahawks made it, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe. And you know the the actual final final play. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping to see some kind of like uh, Miracle City throwback uh, uh, play, but man, when you pitch the ball, you you, you know you got to keep the ball in play. Yeah, don't pitch it to the. Freaking front row of the stands, dummy. Yeah, that was terrible, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, I bet the whole line was, or the whole sideline was like, oh, come on. Trade this guy tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Basically. You know, I kept on thinking, you know what? If if Akers misses this kick, he will be looking for a job come tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If Akers misses this kick. <laughs> yeah, because they've had some. Had some ups and downs with that dude. Oh yeah, this year. Yeah, he had that that hernia, uh, sports hernia deal where I don't think he had the surgery yet, and he, they had him playing through it all year or something since November. They, and what's really funny, I mean, hilarious. Speaking of missed kicks, they were going to bring in their <laughs> Billy Cundiff of all people. Mm, yeah, how funny is that? You know, Cundiff has a leg. Yeah, he can he can kick far, but too bad it's just not. You know, kind of. Uh, I think the theme of the night, Joey, is going to be lights out. Yep. Good one. Lights out. <laughs> yeah, I, he's not one of those lights out kicker like uh, one of the Grammatica brothers were, mm-hmm. or Morton Anderson, and you know, he's not one of those types. Uh, that's why he's kind of jumping between you know sub job here and sub job there. That's basically what it is. The poor guy. They tried to. They're bringing him in, and they're like, eh, we'll stick, we'll stick with Akers. What the hell? No. Oh, boy. Akers was great with the Eagles for a long time. But it's just, yeah, this wasn't Yeah, he true. was the money man. He was. He was. He was fantastic. Like, one other thing with Moss, too, is uh, <laughs> he seemed to have alligator arms at times. They, mm. So you could... Two the two two very key plays in the game with you know obviously Kaepernick and Moss the interception to me it's like was it a miscue or what or was it just really that badly overthrown 
or what's the deal? I'm having a hard time with that one. But did Moss really go after it properly, or what's the deal? And then obviously the two-point conversion as well. Ed Reed again involved in that one where he was rushing Kaepernick. He was free, so you can't blame Moss completely on that. But it seemed like on both of those plays, Moss kind of, I don't know. <laughs> seemed to have cold feet on both of those plays. Like, I don't know. I didn't like it too much. Niners people are really ripping him about it. Uh, they're their little, like, they have their own, like, post-game show, I guess. They were cussing up a storm, talking about Moss, saying, oh, now he's over for 2 in Super Bowls. It's like, okay. No, oh, so he, he, they thought that uh, Randy brought the the curse, huh? Possibly, or that, you know, just the whole alligator arms. They were, like, swearing about it and stuff. Like, ah, he's always done this, you know, stuff like that. Well, you know, in the NFL, there's a lot of superstition. Like, Bill Parcells had a lot of them as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe there is a little bit of this uh, superstition type stuff. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. But the whole alligator arm thing, too. People are wondering, you know, it's just, it's just he just never tries type of thing. But I'm sure he wanted that game. He feels like he was going to cry when... You know, San Francisco was down to fourth and two-ish, or that that the play was like the holding was not called. He looked like he was going to cry on the sidelines, so I'm sure he wanted it. Oh, I'm positive he did. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was gonna it was gonna be his sunset moment, you know. Yeah, there it was, and then dog. But Ray Ray stole it. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ray Ray. It was gonna. It's one or the other. That's the sad part. Like somebody had to lose. I kind of. I would have been really happy for either one, you know, and I think this may have been Baltimore's only chance for the time being because of, like, you know, the turnstile that could be going on right now in the offseason where I yeah, yep, where I do think San Francisco can and should be back soon in the next one to three years. You know, that's going to be an interesting thing because I still think this team, you know, is, is going to be good next year. Yeah. But that Super Bowl hangover, man. Yep. Statistically, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what ex- what exactly the statistic is, but most of the time they don't even make the playoffs the next year. Yeah, unless okay. you're a Patriot. Mm-hmm. Patriot or Buffalo Bill, yeah. But then they kept losing. Well, yeah. But those, though, yeah, they just kept losing, and they're uh, they seem to be worse each time they went back. <laughs> That's the funny part, isn't yep, it? We're here again. Huh? We're here again. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Kelly, we're back, and then you lose like thirty-five to three. It's like, oh yeah, you're back. Yeah, great. It's like that was really good. Click, you know. I think the sec their fourth Super Bowl they went to, they were actually leading at halftime, which was like, wow, oh my god. And then it was like thirty to nothing in the second half. It's like this that was lame. <laughs> yeah, the the sad uh, the sad sound effect. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, they just got thought you was, huh? Thought you was, mm-hmm. and then was not. Huh? Was not. Uh, what was the word? Same as it ever was. There we go. Do you think that uh, Mike Singletary had a little fist pump at the end of this game? Probably. Yes. Son of a gun. Yeah, he's the linebacker slash assistant head coach or something with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, he's actually here of all places. Did a little little fist pump there. Yes, probably did because yeah, he, yeah, that didn't end well for him over there. 
Sorry, bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he kind of got a raw deal there too, but you know. Yeah, I like him. This is this is the NFL now. I mean, it's produced now or be gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you look at like uh, old coaches like Tom Landry. Mm-hmm. That that would never happen nowadays. Yes. Or Chuck Knoll. It would never happen. Or Shula. Yep. Yeah, that was my next guy, Don Shula. Yep. That would, you know, stuff like that would have never happened. Hell, George Hallis. Mm-hmm. Bud Grant. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah, Bud Grant. Mm-hmm. There's some really, really long term coaches. And, and they're great coaches. Mm-hmm. They're Hall of Fame coaches. Great, best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it was today's NFL, they would have been nothing. Mm hmm. Which is really sad. Yeah, that's really all sad. of those coaches had bad years. Yeah, there's always a down year, maybe injuries or God knows what. It just didn't work out that year. You know, guys did not play well, or the other team was just way better. <laughs> but the '85 Bears or you know teams like that that just we're gonna roll over everybody no matter what you said or, or did. Yeah, we could name all those little dynasties, or not little those big dynasties over the years in maybe one year. Super teams like Chicago. Yeah, that was a super team for one yeah. year. Yeah, and then, you know, the 49ers pretty rolled, pretty much rolled up the 80s with four Super Bowl appearances oh, yes. and wins. Oh, yes. Yep, undefeated. Yeah, Still think they should have lost 88. <laughs> yes, but yes, anyway, yes. Yep, the drives. If yeah. Tim Crumry was in that game. Cincinnati. If he didn't break his ankle in the first freaking snap of the game. Yeah, that was a shame. They, that was a very close, low-scoring game that Cincinnati had until they just didn't could they couldn't stop Montana. They just couldn't get it done. I watched that replay. I don't know how many times on YouTube. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, Joey, turn it off. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was similar to like some was it Steelers and Cardinals. It's like, oh, just stop, please, just stop them. Oh, come on, stop them, stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Please, okay, okay, you got him, you got him. Nope. God, you? Oh. Yeah, if they uh, didn't hit you with rice, they hit you with Taylor. Mm-hmm. But, yep, that's what it was. Rice, Taylor, rice, Taylor, rice, Taylor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if they didn't hit Taylor, they hit Craig coming out of the, out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that used to always piss me off about that 49er team. All right, Joe Montana, he's back. He's about ready to get sacked. There's no one open. Oh, and then he finds... A little dump off receiver, all by himself. I think it's like twenty yards. Like it's like where? <laughs> hi, hey, you guys can come on. Mm-hmm. If if you're gonna play zone, this is gonna happen to you. You're playing stupid cover one, freaking mm-hmm. zone, and you get burnt on this every single time. It would be like third, third and seven, mm-hmm. and then you'll hit like Roger Craig coming out of the backfield and get eight yards. It yeah, just like, would make me want to pull my freaking hair out every time I watch that crap. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, play freaking like cover two, man to man, you know, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what like you see with the Packers all the time too these days. It's like, oh, not again, please. Mm. No, I subscribe to the old uh, John Madden. Uh, way of playing football like he came into into the super bowl meeting and and then they're asking about defensive schemes or whatever and he says we're gonna run two defenses cover one and cover two 
Cover two, cover two. It's not going to be a surprise. It's the same thing we ran all year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cover one, cover two. It's like, keep it simple. Yeah, and then it hopefully works out. Yeah, and execute. And execute. Mm-hmm. Just make the tackle. You're there. Make it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, right? Please. And it, it seemed like in the in the 80s and stuff is when they first tried to tried to like you know disguise blitzes and disguise their zone coverage and mm-hmm. you know it's really crazy now because like you'll watch a defensive end drop back in pass coverage. I'm like, what the what the heck's <laughs> going on here? Yeah, it does it's happen. Kind of crazy. It? Yeah. Julius Peppers has got an interception. Yeah, yeah, you actually see stuff like that now. Or back in the day, it was almost you—you you, you almost never saw linebackers get interceptions back then. Almost never, not well sometimes, but not like now, or it's like all the time. It's mostly just cornerbacks and safeties, the Paul Krauses of the world. Hmm. Yes, Paul Kraus, Ronnie Lott. Hmm. That was your NFL throwback for the episode. Episode 136, NFL Pro throwback. There we go. I already butchered that one. <laughs> well, you know what? We we talked about this off, off air, but okay. So the big hype thing with the commercials mm-hmm. and, you know, go daddy. You know, yeah, a lot uh, of people said, oh, that was gross. And, you know, yeah, it kind of was. They could have redid some of the smacking and the kiss, but come on, man. Nerds gotta get love, too, right? Once in a while. <laughs> Once in a while. Doesn't mean we have to look at it, though, Dylan. Yeah, but. yeah. That was The, <laughs> the close-up was the part I think they could have done without. It's like, okay, 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 okay. You know, I had a lot of lot of friends on Facebook, uh, you know, family and friends or whatever, but it seemed like a lot of the females were saying, oh, that is gross, and I think most of us guys are like, what? So what? The guy's ugly and he's with a hot chick. Capitalized, right? Winner. They probably didn't even have to pay the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably didn't. <laughs> yeah, you got to capitalize, right? So mm. we also talked about Leon Sandcastle, and I thought that was probably <laughs> the best commercials. It was so funny. I really enjoyed that. But, you know, I kind of was a, a Deion Sanders fan back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that Leon Sandcastle thing, and you know what, that kind of, uh, plays to what I was saying before, play to the wheels fall off, Mm -hmm. and I, I do not doubt that Deion Sanders still thinks that he can play to this day, but is kind of afraid to try it, because he's, you know, a lot older now, but. Yeah, upper um, 40s by now, right? Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I, you know, in his head, he's like. Man, they think they think this this wide receiver he only ran a four four. He's like, I I could run a four one even now. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, the competitive bug's always going to be there. I don't know if he can run a four one now, but I wouldn't put it past him to run a four five or a four four now. Mm -hmm. He's still in good shape. Uh, I don't know if he'll blow out a hammy doing it, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. You never know. Or like the knee comes loose type of deal. Oh. That's right. It's goodbye. But no, he can. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he could still kind of play. You know, <laughs> hopefully for his sake. But yeah, I yeah, I could see him thinking that too. He's he's prideful enough. <laughs> his ego's pretty healthy. 
Leon Sandcastle, the first pick of the <laughs> that was 2013 draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Leon. And you know, I'm pretty sure Farzine would love to have Leon Sandcastle at this point. The Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, bring in Leon Sandcastle. Even though the guy looked like the character looked like he was 50, that was the one part I was laughing at. Or I was like making fun of him, like, okay, he's a rookie that looks like he's 50. Look at that big beard and everything, or was it mustache? Yeah, mustache and. <laughs> like seventy. Well, I, I love the wig. Yeah, yeah. Seventy. Hmm? Who who is that in NFL films where they and he takes the helmet off and his hair goes whoop? Oh, I not, can't remember who it was. Was he on the Cowboys? Because I, I I keep picturing the Cowboys. I don't know why, but I think so. Maybe Tony Hill. No, I don't. Maybe that guy was way back in the day. Tony Hill, I believe, is the name. Yeah, that was one of my. Two Tall Jones. One of my little favorite clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about, too. Pretty sure it's Dallas. It could be, who knows, I'm going to be way off. But I do know what you mean. Yes, sir. So, like, one of the kind of, like, a closing thought could be, do the 49ers soon return to the Super Bowl and win it? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, That's that a good is... question, isn't it? It definitely is, you know, the, with history not on their side. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, yeah, the Super Bowl hangover is kind of a a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't believe how bad it always has been for those for for teams. You lose the Super Bowl and like they just die. But I got a feeling that this Forty ers team is gonna be one of the few in the proud, like the Patriots that keep coming back. I just can't see the 49ers just having a huge, huge hangover. I think I think Harbaugh is a little bit too too competitive to allow that to happen. And I think the players will be too. You know, it's kind of kind of hard because we're pretty far out and there's a lot of things that got to happen. Uh, yeah. There's going to be roster moves. You got the draft. You never know what's going to happen with that. Yep. Um, but I kind of get that feeling like you do. Mm-hmm. That there isn't going to be one. Yeah. Hangover? Yeah, but you, you never know. I mean, I think next season's going to be the the rise of New Orleans Saints again. Oh, no. <laughs> because Could you be. could see how good they played in the, in the second half of the season. You know, they were playing pretty much playoff caliber football there for, for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And they had a huge weapon in Sean Payton being taken away from them. Yeah. And yeah, that was the the whole yeah that whole BS thing. The more I think about it, the more I think it's total BS. You know, mm-hmm. um, Bounty Gate. Yeah, Bounty Gate. Yeah, you can you can thank Jeremy Shockey for all that shit. He's the Jose Canseco of NFL, as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> yeah, always. I don't know. Of- I guess that could be good or it could be bad. You know, <laughs> I mean, depending on how you look at it. But he definitely s- screwed up that team for an entire season. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of going to be a resurgence of uh, of the New Orleans Saints. Good. So don't get too happy there in Atlanta. I think you're going to be. Uh, Sitting at the number two spot next season. Ooh, ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, the the NFC South, of course, right? Yeah, it's like, yep. Yeah, that could be. I mean, the offense there is as good as it gets when healthy and when uh, you know the coach is intact. 
Yeah. <laughs> now my, the coach help. is allowed yeah. to step foot in the freaking building. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny how the commissioner kind of like, uh, what, was, what was it? He kind of like lessened a lot of the penalties, didn't he, when he kind of took over? Or no, was it? What am I thinking? Was it the commissioner? Yeah. Yeah, except for on Sean Payton. Yeah, except for him. That was like, it was too late kind of for that one. Too, you know, kind of too little, too late for that one. But on a, on a lot of the other guys, yeah, he seemed to lessen it. It was cool, though, to allow him to, to be in the stadium, at least when Drew Brees broke uh, Johnny Yu's record. Yeah, that's really uh, that cool. was That was kind of a nice gesture. And you know what's funny is that I think it was two or three games later you had a game without a touchdown. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the record isn't uh, to pass Johnny Yu, but it is, you know, he did pass him. Yeah, that was, yeah, it, it happened. And it's like, uh, even though it was a lost season, it still it still happened. That was the, the important part, I suppose. One positive to look at for them. Yeah. Only one, but that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess one final point we could say is uh, a call, the call-in, it was actually two two calls in one, basically. It was one call, but split into two by Sebastian Balls, the name you've heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Is, uh, he went as far as to say during the call that the he thinks that, you know, after a lot of things would go right, of course, like, oh, we need to address this, this, this. But with all that said, I'm making the gutty pick. The Vikings win the Super Bowl next year. Ooh, that, man. As a Sebastian said, yeah. Ooh, wow. What do you think of that? I think that's a, you know, <laughs> after this season, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of uh, silenced some naysayers being uh, even us two. Um, yeah, it kind of it kind of depends, you know. If your MVP guy can stay healthy, mm-hmm. anything can happen, man. And also, also, if... Uh, it depends on how many games you're having Joe Webb. Uh, <laughs> like, never again. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, I still kind of like Joe Webb, but that was that was kind of throwing him to the wolves, kind of. You know, he didn't get many snaps during the season, and, mm-hmm. and boom, we're in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you're playing A-caliber team. Yeah, you know, yeah that was... <laughs> Mm. And most most of those teams are on the top of their game by the time they reach uh, playoffs. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, going in cold didn't help. Uh, so Sebastian believes that that didn't make a difference. I think it, it did a little bit. Yeah, it makes you ponder what would have happened <gasps> yes. if Christian was in the game. Yes, it does. It does. I think I think it would have been a much better game. Definitely, the defense kept the Packers to twenty four. I mean that that yeah. that says a lot. That's a that's a doable number. That's a doable number. Absolutely. And Ponder yeah. played phenomenal in the previous game. Just just a mere week earlier, when unfortunately the Green Bay player, which I don't know which one it was, put his helmet into Ponder's elbow. Insert uh. name here. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yep. Insert name here. Gotta be one Than there, any no. of those dirty, rotten SOBs from that Packer team. That crappy, that crappy place, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Green Bowl Packers. No, that's what some people always would say. Was it some shirt or something? Yeah, those shirts where they, you know, they make fun of everything. Oh, yeah. 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 Who knows what they say about us or whoever else? You know, Vikings or Bears fans. Who knows? They probably don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. 
Vikings seem to be modeling themselves after San Francisco, and that's a good team to model after. Or the like the 80s Bears, maybe. But, yeah, I don't know if I should say that too nicely. <laughs> Gotta go 15-1 and one first. But, <laughs> but, yeah. You're gonna have a riot. Huh? You're gonna have a riot. Yeah, that would be gonna kill me over there. <laughs> yep. But um, they are modeling themselves after that type of team, like kind of what San Francisco is right now. They're trying to model themselves after that, which that's cool. And then we we beat them pretty soundly in the Dome earlier this year, but with a different quarterback, much less mobile. (laughs) So possibility exists. Either Ponder plays a lot better. I do think Webb, I hope, I hate to say this, you know, you may disagree with this statement, but... I kind of hope Webb has seen his last uh, snap in Minnesota. I, I I think we need a different backup quarterback or possibly someone to compete or even push Ponder out of a job next season, which is kind of what Sebastian said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we need Anquan Bolden. Yes. <laughs> 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 or somebody like that. Yeah, that'd be the dream signing, but... I don't know. We, we need something. Obviously, a good draft pick at receiver and other positions. A, a lot of things need to go right for it to happen because not only do you need to pick all the right people, sign the right people, everybody needs to stay healthy and be on their A game, which, uh, you know, it only happens once, I guess. <laughs> or at least be healthy at the right time. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Any final thoughts you may have on the, on this? Do you think the Ravens may have a shot at repeating? <laughs> Jeez, I just don't know. It's so hard to do. Yeah, I mean, not very many teams have done it. And in the modern NFL era, it's just so difficult to do that. Yeah, almost um, possible. I can definitely see them making it to the playoffs, but yeah. as far as another Super Bowl, I just don't even know. It's going to be like once you know, see it in the season that, you know, that they're gaining momentum and it's just so tough nowadays. Mm-hmm. It is. They're going to need a lot of things to go right again and they already went through that this year. A lot of things went right at the end, not during the you season. Know, and the competition level now is just so, so good that really when you pick a team, you're really taking a shot in the dark because anyone can beat anyone. Mm-hmm. On a given day, yeah, yep. It's you that's just a fact. you just don't you just yeah you just don't know you just can't really say for certain you know like like when when Dallas had their dominant days you know it was like yeah Dallas is gonna go to the Super Bowl yep and you could say that with utmost confidence because they just dominated there mm-hmm. uh, you don't really have that anymore I that's, guess yeah. the closest thing we have to that now in the modern day has been the New England Patriots, but they haven't, you know, won a Super Bowl in quite a while now. Eight years, yeah. That, that's really cool. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I, I didn't write that down. I'm glad you brought that up. Where, yeah, the days of the favorite are seem to be over right now. They just they just doesn't seem to exist anymore. You always seem to see the 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 uh, well, not always, but almost always seem to see these. Out of nowhere, or semi-out of nowhere this year, it was semi-out of nowhere, because I thought they were going to be phenomenal until the injury, but um, you see the underdog win the Super Bowl every year lately. Green Bay with 10-6, and 
New York nine and seven and ten and six. Uh, Arizona just about had at a nine and seven record over a near dynasty in Pittsburgh. It's unbelievable. You see, in sixteen and zero teams lose, fourteen and two teams lose to these you know ten and six teams. Yeah, it's and it's been happening over and over and over and over since the the, the recent dynasty of New England, and you know so, well since it ended, we'll say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2004, yep. Ended unofficially. Did something, didn't it? Pittsburgh was, what, only 11-5. and five. That's right, yeah, they were, weren't they, back in 05. They were only 11. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good record, but it's not like 14-2, and two, you know, stomp the world, you know. Yeah. Years ago, you would have seen Denver versus... Uh, well, not Atlanta. I don't know. I guess Denver versus San Francisco and the maybe Denver winning because they're a great record. Who, who knows? <laughs> Ten and six rules these days. We need to we need to do something about it once, just once. Hmm. <laughs> so with that, I guess. Well, I guess it's time to hop into the uh, the contact details. If you don't have any final thoughts. That's that's all I got, man. It was a fantastic game. I'm glad that the third quarter happened. I'm yeah. glad that the lights went out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the 49ers staged a comeback and made it an actual watchable game instead of a snooze fest that it was becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, been... Yeah, that's that's all I got to add, man. It was it was fantastic, and people that uh, you know, was so lucky to see my. Uh, um, Trolling tweets, I guess. I guess you could call them. I was having lots of fun, mm-hmm. and hopefully, a few of you uh, did as well. Oh yeah, it's always fun to watch those type of things <laughs> jumping on. And yeah, I mean, the comeback made the game watchable. It was really, really boring. I was getting very sleepy in that first half. You know, let me mm-hmm. let me say one one more thing about mm-hmm. this before we roll roll it up. Is uh, yeah. I tweeted a, a San Francisco fan. <laughs> um, um, that I've had a lot of Twitter interaction with throughout the throughout the years. He's a diehard fan, of course, and uh, I said, "Hey, uh, <laughs> are you hoping that um, Alex Smith makes it into the game?" Oh. And he tweeted he tweeted me back, and he said, "Kaepernick would be having would would have to be punting babies on the sidelines in order for." for Alex Smith to even be thought about at this moment. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. They're not they're not going to bring him in no matter what. About a massive injury or something. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel the same way though. There's almost no way they were going to bring him in. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw a little kindling on the fire there. Oh, a cup no, of that's... gasoline. Yeah, that's funny. Get him around up. That's what I like to do. Yes, piss him off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> poor, poor Niners. Oh boy. So yeah, I mean, there's uh, we got the Facebook page on Purple Mafia, of course. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, or at Purple Mafia Show. And Dylan Richardson also has a Twitter. Yes, definitely. It's D Y L A N R I C H A R D S O N. Just my name spelled out, and. uh yeah, I I tweet from time to time. I'm not super active, but definitely during football games, uh, mm-hmm. I like getting everyone riled up and yep, and uh, it's lots of fun. So go ahead and join me on there. Yeah, it's just like we were saying just now how you jumped on those Niners fans, oh, <laughs> like you're yep yep. 
<laughs> so yeah, well, there it I, is. I'm relentless on the on the Packer fans, so uh-huh. I let them have it because even on Facebook and Twitter, man, they just rib me so much whenever you know the Packers win or or beat anyone, and they're oh, they're just so nauseous that every time the Packers lose, I let them have it. <laughs> I let them have it. Good. Yeah, they they need it. Those Green Bay fans need it because they're a little too little too cocky for my liking, and yeah. a lot of us like it. <laughs> a lot of us Bears and Viking fans alike. Yes, sir. So yes, yeah, go, they get uh, real quiet when they're losing. They they do. They tend to kind of disappear. And oh no, no I, I didn't see the game. No, I oh. I didn't see it. I was shopping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's about that's a, sounds about what they would say. Sons of guns. But yeah, Dylan Richardson also has a website. It is the sportstuff.com, the same the sportstuff.com that <laughs> I've always mentioned on every single show because that's what Purple Mafia is linked to. The sportstuff.com. We thank you always, Dylan, for having our show on there. We appreciate it's it very much. It's lots of fun. Yeah, thank you. Can't believe it's been over five years already. Holy! No kid, uh, getting old. <laughs> we're getting old, aren't we? No kidding. Getting, we're pushing our. We're pushing that that next decade in years here. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't want to say which which one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's been yep. It's been very very enjoyable. It's, uh, I think yeah. It was the twenty eighth. So just a week ago, I think I announced it on the Brave the Wild of all shows. The the smaller ones of my three shows. You know, it's crazy to think. I believe it's this month will be the seven-year anniversary of the sports stuff. Wow, we're veterans, huh? Yeah. Wow, so it was only two years old when I started. Wow, that's crazy when I, I think about that. It's either seven or six. Wow. Yeah. Maybe only six? Yeah, probably seven. That's something else, though. Man, wow. It's pretty cool. We've been around a while. We appreciate all you out there that have been sticking around, listening to this show those of you that keep going away and coming back, just stick around. Stop running away, all right? Yeah, don't, why don't you? Yeah, don't be so bandwagon, damn it. <laughs> yes. That spor- sporadic drives me nuts. I like consistency. <laughs> I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh on all of you. Throw your headset. <laughs> Complain. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. I'm telling you. That's what I do behind the scenes, but but no one sees it because I cover it up very well by not being on the mic. <laughs> oh, that was a weird one, but I had to say it. Oh, but yeah, thanks again for joining. This has been awesome doing these postseason shows. I just this this is terrific. It's been lots of fun. I I really appreciate you having me on the show, Joey. Yeah, absolutely, Dylan. It's got to keep the we got to keep this as a tradition. Yes. Heck yeah. Postseason tradition, season preview tradition, and. And, and yeah, how as much as we can in between. Also, I'll I'll try this uh, next coming season. I'll try to keep us more on track instead of uh, you know going the sidelines route and talking about Jerry Glanville and you know all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe I'll try to narrow it down a little bit. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those things. I guess it's just football's football. Hopefully, people enjoy some of our sidetracking. But I know I hear you. We always have, I mean, at least we don't talk about other stuff like regular radio does. Those <laughs> yes! Yes! <Yush! laughs> yeah, regular radio, I think, is unlistenable, actually. I just said it on, I just said it, yep. 
podcasts usually stay semi on topic versus you know regular radio or those just start talking about I don't even want to say <laughs> pop culture. Oh, they got to reset oh. every twenty five minutes. Basically, so like pop culture can disappear as far as I'm concerned because <laughs> mm-hmm. because it ain't the eighties anymore. Mm. Boy, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to say it. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so with that, everybody, we will be back the next show, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number one thirty seven. We'll be State of the Vikings. Have your team MVP. Minnesota Vikings MVP. We kind of have a pretty good idea who that's going to be, I would hope. <laughs> uh, that's the easiest ever because he's the league MVP, Adrian Peterson. Uh, your most um, biggest surprise, excuse me, biggest surprise player of the year and your biggest disappointment. Post those on Facebook or even on Twitter if you like, but probably Facebook because it'll fit on there better. Uh, that make it simple. I'll even create a thread for that on the Facebook page. So, yes, State of the Vikings 2013 will finally come to fruition. Hope you guys have enjoyed this postseason talk, and I'm sure the Baltimore Ravens fans and 49ers fans did, but more of the Baltimore ones in the end. (laughs) Thank you again for sticking around with us, those of you that have been kind enough to do so, and bring your friends back on board that maybe listened in the past and haven't been lately. So thank you again, and we'll be back in the next uh, maybe two weeks, week or two weeks for State of the Vikings. Take care, everybody.